0: Welcome back to another episode of Green Squad Chats. Today, we're going to be talking about how value doesn't always equate to dollar signs. I think that this will be interesting to our listeners, especially who are entrepreneurs who have to go out there every day and Create value to earn, to put money on, to put food on the table. Or maybe somebody who's out there thinking about transitioning from a typical job, a W 2 job, to becoming an entrepreneur. And this idea that when you are responsible for bringing in that every dollar so that you can put food on the table, that somehow the idea that everything you do has to equate to dollars coming in. And I think we're going to challenge that assumption a little bit today. You know, Tom, we were talking a little bit about this before we hit the record button, but you had some really cool insights. Do you want to share some?
1: Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head, Brandon. As entrepreneurs, we often do and should focus on activities that are going to generate revenue, generate income. And and that, that comes from a place of necessity. I think, though, there is such a thing as being too focused on only doing activities that are generating income as opposed to finding ways to provide value to others that maybe don't have a very clear direct correlation to income and i think if you are pursuing those activities where you're providing value that what you're going to find is there's probably an indirect connection to income probably requires patience and it's there however your reason for for pursuing those other activities is not the income uh, the income is a byproduct uh, and i think when we do things like that we probably wind up feeling a little more fulfilled so you know we're we're talking in abstracts let's let's talk examples uh, i'm a real estate agent residential real estate there are plenty of people that that have reasons to sell and buy homes and and in some cases they're pretty well-educated already and, and don't need as much assistance. And so certainly working with them is a way to, to earn money for me. However, I get a ton of fulfillment when I talk about the, the importance of buying homes and the process of buying homes with people that are maybe not so educated about it. First-time homebuyers, somebody, maybe a young military officer who is new to the game or, or new to the idea of home ownership. And the fulfillment that I get from that conversation, whether or not it's going to result in an in income, that fulfillment is, I mean, it's almost immeasurable. I feel good. I feel great when I walk away from the conversation, regardless of the outcome. And to me, that's the, that's a value exchange. I gave up some time, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever the case may be. I provided, I hope, some value to that that person in the form of education. What comes of that? I don't know let's talk again in a few episodes maybe maybe uh maybe it did turn into a sale but the point of it wasn't the sale the point of it was that value exchange and the fulfillment that i got is so worth it so yeah what what uh what examples have you seen brandon in in you know your entrepreneur businesses
0: yeah well i want to anchor a little bit on what you said the, you know the point of the activity the point of providing the education the point of the conversation When that point shifts from earning a dollar, it takes that relationship from being transactional only to now it's more of a relationship and there's something deeper there that just, it makes the whole experience more fulfilling. There are people out there that maybe that wouldn't be the case and there's nothing wrong with that, right? So I think that an important point is to understand what truly makes the needle move for you? Like what truly makes you feel good and energized and and like you provided value? I think first you have to kind of understand yourself a little bit, right? You have to do some work to understand what motivates you. Thinking about other situations that had nothing to do with real estate. What were those situations, interpersonal relationship type situations where you felt energized after the conversation?
1: So how does one, how do our listeners, how do I go about doing that? I think you've got some thoughts on this.
0: Yeah. Well, first off is is starting to care about the how how you feel after certain interactions and taking note of that. If you can just find some time throughout the week just to kind of, when you recognize an interpersonal situation or an activity that you're in and you, you recognize how it makes you feel energized and you feel good and you're like, wow, that, that was really a good interaction, jot that down. Like just take note of that at the very least. You know, we're, we're all busy and we might not have time to sit down and journal about it for 30 minutes, but if you can just take a note of it, just like, Hey, had this conversation with Jack after we were, we talked about this and I felt totally energized. And then if you can come back to that sometime throughout the week, if you can come back to that and just dig into it a little bit, the more you can do stuff like that, you kind of start to, to get in touch with this is really important to me. This is how I want to spend my days. These are the types of conversations I want to have. And that's first, like understanding that about yourself is first. And then when it's applied to your business, whether it's real estate or life insurance or, or you run a coffee shop, I don't know, right? Like now you start to look for ways that you can show up like that for, for people. And you know, somehow that, yes, will tie back into revenue for the business, but it is the intent to show up for people in a way that you're meant to show up for them. And that provides purpose and fulfillment. And yes, money would come from that uh, potentially, but that's not the the number one point of it. And so it's fulfilling for you. You're doing what you're meant to be doing. The person across the table from you, they get a different version of you than if it were simply transactional. And it's tough. Sometimes it's tough to put numbers on that. And it's, it is more of a feeling, which a lot of people have, you know, a lot of people have trouble. uh, How do I measure, like, how do I measure that, right? Quantitatively with numbers, it's just a feeling I get, but I think there's a lot of value in tuning into, I feel really energized and fulfilled from that relationship. I don't know, does that, does that help answer? Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, as you're saying all that, I think back and you and I are fortunate, right, to be career Naval officers. We've, we've been, maybe we've had an opportunity to do a little more self-reflection over the years and than others uh, maybe i'm just saying we're old brandon but the uh as you were sharing that i looked i'm thinking back on on some themes through my through the last few decades of my life where i know when i'm doing when i'm instructing when i'm teaching I, you know we're both longtime instructor pilots when i think back on my time spent teaching it's almost all positive, extremely positive. That opportunity to teach, to help others grow through instruction, has been extremely fulfilling to me. And so, to be able to combine that, to know that about myself, and now to be able to combine a similar approach or a similar mindset to to real estate, I know uh, that I'm going to be fulfilled doing that, regardless of the outcome, because the outcome is is almost a foregone conclusion. The the, the process is what will energize me and fulfill me. And hopefully I'll do some good from that. I want to transition a little bit to, I think we need more of this. I think we need more discussions with young entrepreneurs, with young military, right? With, I mean, regardless of 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 who you are and what you're doing, I think the opportunity to provide mentorship to others, to provide value exchange of some kind, it doesn't have to be instruction. It doesn't have to be about a certain product or a certain business. I think that that opportunity to provide Uh, mentorship and help other people grow in some way, whether it's physical fitness, whether it's business specific topic, whether it's you pick it. I think that that opportunity to provide value in in non-revenue related ways is such a powerful thing. And and honestly, I think all entrepreneurs would be better for having spent some amount of time doing that.
0: Yeah. Better in that um, in a number of different ways. But what came to mind as you were saying that and when you said better is they'll just feel a higher sense of purpose, feel more fulfilled. And it's like, why? Well, because you're actually, you know that you're helping somebody else grow and develop. And you know that no matter what they're doing, like what their job is, you know that by helping them grow, develop, think through things and make some connections that they'll be better at whatever they do. And I don't know. I maybe, you know, maybe you and I are are unique in that part of our blueprints this is in there somewhere, right? Like, you know, whether you've studied your blueprint or not, you know, in, intuitively from reflection and introspection that mentorship, instruction, teaching, helping somebody along is very core to who you are. Um And so it, it, and me too. And so it would be natural for us to think this way, but you know, there, there are people out there and that's not right or wrong. That's just us. So there are people out there that that might not be as strong within them, like part of their, their core values, their blueprint uh, might not be as strong in them. And so I think that a, a key takeaway that popped into my head as you were talking was, Again, I take it back to the importance of reflecting and figuring out what is core to you, what is of core importance to you, your core values. Until you figure that out, it'll be difficult for you to separate your activities from the revenue that each activity is generating and having that immediate gratification or immediate cause and effect, right? I do this activity X, I earn this amount of dollars. Until you dive deep into yourself and what's truly important, I don't think you're going to be able to move past that.
1: No, that's totally fair. And, and you know, in my last comments, I, I probably am projecting a little too much of, of my belief onto others. And you're absolutely right. You got to understand yourself. I think there are some people who, who a trans, more transactional uh, nature is beneficial to them, right? It aligns with their blueprint, with their values, I can say confidently that that's not necessarily the case for me. And don't get me wrong. I have goals for net worth. I have goals for income. I have financial growth goals, maybe even requirements, right, in order to to put food on the table, like you said. So I don't want to imply that I'm not thinking about it. I am. Uh, and I spend a lot of time on activities designed to prov- to generate income. And it's not the only thing i spend time on so it's not all of one or none of none of the other right it's uh it's a balance
0: yeah of course of course right it's we're not saying that the money doesn't matter at all money it's important right in our society money is important because that is how you um, that's how you you function right you pay the rent you pay the mortgage you you buy food like so we're not saying that money is not important and we're not saying that as an entrepreneur, you should never focus on the dollars that are coming into the business. I think that what we're saying is a lot of entrepreneurs go out and they leave a you know a W-2 and I think they fail, right? Which by the way, failure is good because you can learn from that. But sometimes I think it's because you get out there and all you're focused on is, well, I need to make money. I need to make money. So I'm doing this to make money. I'm doing it. And that's not, people find that that's not fulfilling. I think they find that that's not really sustainable unless they hit a windfall or they hit, you know, they have for whatever reason that this large influx of success, financial success. And so that can sustain them until they get to the point where, all right, it's not about the money. What is it about? But I think that's kind of rare. I think what happens you know, just from friends and other people I know who've tried to do it, you kind of burn out because you get out there, you're on your own, nobody's providing a paycheck and you think it's all about the money. And instead of aligning your actions with your blueprint and your core, you're aligning your actions with what's going to bring in revenue, which isn't sustainable if it's not fulfilling. If that is part of your blueprint and it is fulfilling to you, then maybe it is sustainable. Maybe those are the ones who, you know, it is all about the money. And so- Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's like, what is the, is money the goal or is something else the goal? And when something else that's true, deep meaning to you is the goal, I think it's more sustainable. And there's something to be said for, and you're doing what you're meant to be doing. And when you're doing what you're meant to be doing, well, of course, then the monetary benefits are going to follow, I think.
1: I almost think of, uh, you're exactly right. And I almost think of a lot of those interactions. I I think you and I are both very outgoing people and and we enjoy conversations. We enjoy an opportunity to to grow ourselves, to help other people grow. And I can think of countless exchanges, uh, going out for coffee, going out for lunch, uh, grabbing a beer with somebody. And it's just an opportunity to catch up. And a day, a week, a month, a year later, something good, Follows from that conversation. Maybe it's a maybe it's success that the other person experienced. Maybe I'm struggling with something or growing, and they now have an opportunity to to help me in some way. And I find that that I kind of think of them like seeds that I'm planting. And I'm not doing it for that reason, but as I reflect on time spent conversing with others, sharing, you know, being open and and vulnerable with others, uh, and and trying to provide education or value in some way. I, I look back and think that it's kind of like I planted a bunch of seeds and they're growing, they're blossoming and and now, as I do transition to something new, away from the Navy, into real estate uh, full-time, man, I, I think there's a, a flower field out there that, uh, that I'm gonna get to walk through and uh, continue to have these awesome conversations.
0: Yeah, it, that's so cool, man. And if you didn't, Take the time to reflect on that. If you just kind of like so many of us do, which I did for, I mean, so much of my career, we just follow the path that we're on. You know, our, maybe our mentors are five or six years ahead of us and they're on the path. And, and so they help us along the same path that they took, right? If you're not careful, you end up at a point where 20 years later, you're like, I enjoyed this ride, but it's like, why did I enjoy this ride? What was it about this? What were the things that really, that really spoke to me? Unless you sit down and take the time to actually think through that and, and reflect on it, like you said, you might not ever know. And if you never reflect on it and you never take the time to figure it out, what else are you missing out on as you move forward? Like to not understand what what that you love to plant seeds in a way knowing that then that, that person's going to grow, right? Like, so that seed is planted because you want that person to grow and get better and develop. But I mean, how do you know that unless you take the time to reflect? And I I, I, all that to say, I I think that a, a common theme that we've been talking about today is, man, it's so important to take some time to really reflect on what matters most to you.
1: Man, as you were saying that, I, I almost think another way of saying it is to have a long view, right? So you you were talking about the new entrepreneur, right? And and there's some statistics out there. I don't know them. Uh, some some large percentage of new entrepreneurs, new business startups, fail, right? That's uh, there's a stat. And and you were talking about sometimes new business owners, new entrepreneurs are too focused on on that revenue generation, making money. Yeah, and maybe miss an opportunity to understand what fulfills them. And I think tying a lot of that together, I, I think sometimes it's just about having a long view. Yeah, in the short term, you know, maybe you're a leader in a military unit. Maybe you're a business owner. In the short term, I need you, my employee, my, my, my co-worker. I need you to go out there and, you know, make a million dollars in the next two days. That's the short term need that I, I perceive that I have. And I'm going to burn you out or burn myself out trying to do it. Well, and, the, and maybe I'm missing the the long term where I need to build a sustainable business. I need to build an employee that has trust in the organization. I need to build uh, a, a high functioning team. And if I miss that long view, I may never get there. I may never survive the short term to experience uh, some some long term gain and the gain's not necessarily again it's not necessarily money uh, but finding that long term fulfillment and finding a, a you know finding that I'm part of a high functioning team um, so yeah take take the long view
0: yeah I love that the long view man because when you have a long view right you're not you're gonna let somebody fail because you understand that if you let somebody fail on your team, that they, they could learn from that, especially when they fail, how you react. If how you react is, Hey, what can we learn from this versus, you know, blowing up and yelling and screaming and, and just being upset that they failed? You, you show them, No, okay, great. Yeah. Would ideally, would we not have failed there? Sure. I'm not saying we set out to fail, but what I'm saying is how we handle that our teammates see how we handle that and that will influence the next time whether they're willing to take some risk that, that they need to take to advance whatever the mission of whatever team you are on. Maybe they're not going to take that risk because the last time they did, they saw how you handled it and how you blew up and how, Oh, it's not okay to fail on this team. Uh, Whereas if you have a long, so that might be more of a short-term view when, hey, we had to hit this mark. You didn't hit it. You failed. You're fired or you're out or don't ever do it again. Whereas a long-term view would be, hey, we had this goal. We missed it. We failed. But here's where we're trying to get. Here's where we fell short. Here's why. How can we incorporate that into the next time we do this? That's a longer-term view. You're a developing somebody then Five, 10 years down the road, now they're thinking like that for the next teammate that's coming along, and that is a way I think, right, to build a sustainable team based on a long term, um, a long term view versus short term gains.
1: This has been great. I, I, I love, I love challenging that yeah. assumption, Brandon. I love, uh, you know, you know, hopefully, hopefully, maybe. Maybe we're doing exactly what we're talking about. Maybe we're trying to provide value with uh, with no guarantee of income on the backside.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, do you remember when the conversation started to, to get Green Squad chats kicked off? It was just like, man, the conversations we have with each other on Saturday mornings are so valuable to our own growth and to each other's growth. You know, when there's seven people in the group and everybody's growing and getting something out of that and there's zero financial gain for any of us. But look at four years now of doing that. There's a there's must be some value there. There's gotta be value there, or we wouldn't keep doing it every Saturday for over four years. And that's what spawned Green Squad Chats was man, maybe some other folks could benefit just from knowing that these groups exist or that we get together and we talk about this stuff. And just the mere fact that we do that and in our shared interest in helping each other grow and learn is extremely valuable and has helped us in so many other ways and throughout our lives. That's what spawned it to try to, Hey, let's just put it out there and see if anyone else gets value out of that. So I think you're spot on. You're spot on.
1: Absolutely. Incredible. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, All right. Well, I think that wraps it for today. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed uh, this episode of Green Squad Chats. Please, if you have time, consider leaving us a five-star review and telling us what you love about it. If there's anything we can do to get better, please reach out, and uh, we'll see you next time.